praise God for each and every one of you that have uh, stopped by tonight for with the lesson, living the word. Let's have a word of prayer before we go into our lesson on tonight. Father God, we love you tonight. And God, we give you thanks. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for all that you've been to us. God, you've been so good to us. God, you've given us more than what we could ever think. And we give you thanks tonight. God, you've given us a power of asking, and there's something in the asking tonight. So, God, we can't demand anything. But since you're towards the ask, we're going to ask you that you would touch each and every viewer on tonight, those that are here tonight in person. Your word's already blessed. Bless me to deliver your word to your people that we may be kingdom builders, building your kingdom, God, one soul at a time. We bind the hand of the evil one. Satan, the Lord rebuke you tonight. We speak life over the people of God in the name of Jesus and everything that you meant for evil. God's going to turn it around for the good. So God, we give you thanks tonight for provisions. We give you thanks for your word tonight. For God, you said your word and your word healed them. Will you do that tonight for your people? And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise God. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord smile upon you, my brothers and my sisters. Go, go with me to um, the book of Deuteronomy. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. And when you have that, I want chapter um, 18 of the book of Deuteronomy. Let's look at verse 11. For your, um, background scriptures, or for your scriptures, I want you to study, I want you to study 1 Samuel chapter 28, um, verses 8 through 25, and then I want you to look at Acts chapter 16 and verse 16. That's 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 8 through 25, and Acts chapter 16 and verse 16. All right, when you have that, let's go into the lesson on tonight. Again, first of all, I just want to thank God for each and every one of you. Uh, tonight, those that helped celebrate uh, my birthday, thank God for each and every one of you. And what a time we had in the Lord. And um, I just want to, from my heart to you, thank you so much. Tonight, I want to talk about, and I want to talk about the voice of a true prophet. The voice of a true prophet. That brings us up to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 11, okay? Or, well, let's, let's go back. Let, let's go back to... Verse 10, actually. Let's see here. Yes, we shall verse 10. There shall not, there shall not one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of times. Um, not And it goes to verse 11, those charmers or consulted with familiar spirits or wizard. All that do these things are an abomination. Um, the Lord had, with all of these, because of, the, of these abominations, the, the Bible says the Lord God doth drive them out from before thee. Now, Familiar spirits, those that 
who profess to um, call on the dead or have the dead to answer questions. And there was those that had familiar spirits and that person um, we know that they were sorcerers and there was a a word that was used by the Hebrews that really meant um, a leather bottle meaning that the vessels the um, vessels that contained these vessels that contained the um, demons that inspired them to do what they did. Um, so we know the word familiar it really was intended to express the idea that sorcerers had spirits as their servants and the sorcerers were the servants of those of these um, um, these spirits that were ready to obey the commands of these sorcerers. So, the voice of the prophet. If you look at the times that we're living in, and what really stands out so clear, and I won't read it all. But when you go to that 18th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, the Lord, because of their abominations, those nations around God's people and what they, their practices and what they had going on at that time, my brothers and sisters, it really looks like today because we have practices and we're doing things that the world is doing and a lot of things that society and the world is doing it still is an abomination to God but we find ourselves yet doing it scripture says be not conformed to this world don't conform yourself to the things which are going on in this world. Well, yes, we are in the world, but not of the world. So we're not conforming to the things of the world. But yet we're living in this time. And my brothers and sisters, there, the scripture comes clear. And it lets us know when you look at it in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, and because these are the abominations unto the Lord, the scripture says that God has drove them out from before his people. And verse 13 says, now watch it now. Verse 13 says that God wants us to be perfect with the Lord thy God. I want you to underline, underline that. Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 13. Now, remember this is Old Testament. God wants us to be perfect with the Lord thy God. So these nations which um, that are practicing all of these things that are abomination to God they are, they do have an influence over the church. I don't care how we look at it, my brothers and sisters, the world has an influence on the church. And it's so really so heavy to where things now are more questioned than ever before. Why do we stay away from this, why don't we, why do we teach don't do that? Huh? Because the world has an influence 
on the church. Now, with that influence, we know there's going to be some weaknesses amongst the believers. That's why the scripture says, come out from among them and separate yourself. Now, one would ask, why? Why is that necessary? Well, let's look at the scriptures a little bit more. Let's, let's stick with Deuteronomy. Follow me down. Um, look at verse 14. For these nations which thou shalt possess, hearken unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee or as for you, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee to do so. You cannot do what the world does. Now, I want you to just to put a pin in that because we, we have to go back to go over to Ephesians chapter 4. Okay? And I want you to look at verse 11 again. Can you have it say amen? And it says that, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Now, the prophets, the mouthpiece of God. All right? Stick with that. Go back to the book of Deuteronomy. All right? Um... When you look at verse, go down to verse 16. Um, actually, let's look at verse 17. And the Lord said unto me, they have well spoken that which they have spoken, and I will raise them up a prophet. This is verse 18 now. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth. I want you to underline that. God said, I'm going to put my words in his mouth. Now, God called Moses, and we won't go into the long history of Moses, but Moses was a chosen vessel of God, in spite of his difficulties. God can deal with our difficulties. God wants to deal with our difficulties. But my brothers and sisters, even with our difficulties, you have to want to please God. God will not force you to do any, listen here, God will not force us to do anything that we don't want to do. I have to make that clear. If God forced us to do things that we did not want to do, we would not be free agents. So one can say that I'm living safe by force. No, no. Let's look at what the scripture says. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and I will put my word in his mouth. Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 11. Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 18. I will raise up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto you, like unto thee, Moses. And I will put my words in his mouth. That's the prophet. The prophet is the mouthpiece of God. All right? The prophet is the mouthpiece of God. And he shall speak unto them, what? Everything, all that I shall command the prophet, that's what the prophet will speak. Okay? Now, now let's look at verse 19. We have to get to some more scriptures, but I, I want to lay this foundation. 
And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not, what does it say? Hearken unto my words, which I shall speak in my name. I will require it of him. But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods. Even that prophet shall die. There's prophets that are prophesying. They call themselves prophets, but they're not of God, right? So I got to get to this part because there is a question. The question comes from chapter 18 and verse 21. The question is, how do you know when it is a prophet of God? How do you know when this person that claims to be a prophet of God or the mouth Peace of God, he is really a prophet. Well, let's look what the scripture says. Because the question is, verse 21, this is chapter 18, my brothers and sisters, in verse 21. And if thou say in thine heart, that's the ones that ask, how shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? How do we know if God is spoken or not? Uh-huh. It says, when a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord. Now watch it. Look at the scripture here. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing follows not, nor comes to pass, I want you to write up and mark in your Bible. If it does not come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. It has to come to pass. Now, this is something that's interesting because, and again, we'll, we'll go back. This is Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 18. I gave you verse 21 because the question is, has been asked and will be asked many times until the Lord comes back to rapture his church. How do we know if this is a prophet from God? Huh? All right, now watch me. Go to um, 1 Samuel. I want you to go to 1 Samuel, um, chapter 28. Will you do that? 1 Samuel, chapter 28. And we're going to look at verse 8. 1 Samuel chapter 28 and verse 8. When you have it, say amen. Okay. Saul disguises himself by wearing ordinary clothes instead of the uniform that normally um, royalty would have, all right? And he goes to this woman's home at nighttime. He's, he goes there and there's two men that are with him. And what he wants now, he wants to call or talk to a man that had died, which we know is Samuel. Now, which sorcery, witchcraft, voodoo, there's that those that claim to talk or call up the dead, all right? Now, we know that's an abomination of God. You'll find it, Deuteronomy 8 and 11, 2 Kings 21, uh, 6, 2 Chronicles chapter 33 and verse 6, Leviticus 19 and 31. Now, Samuel or uh, Samuel is dead. 
Saul goes to this woman by night and wants this witch to call up Samuel. Now, my brothers and sisters, there's been a lot of interesting points with this particular scripture in chapter 28, verses 18 through 25. And I pray I'll do justice to it to help us understand it, all right? The, let's look at the backdrop. The Philistines have gathered together in this large formation of military might. And they're going to war with Israel. King Achis told David um, that his men will be expected to join him in battle. David agrees to that. And, but then, because of the other Philistine kings, they did not want to be in a place where they would be ambushed by David. David has his men. So they tell King Achish that, listen, it's not a good thing for, for David to be here. And sitting back, because something might, he may change his mind and decide as we're fighting Saul and his army that David may change and attack us blindsided. So the king tells him to go back, all right? Now, in the meantime, Samuel had died. Samuel, the prophet of God, is dead. And the nation of Israel mourned him in their, in their time for mourning. So we know that Saul was banned by God. Now, my brothers and sisters, praise God. God will cut you off. Even though Saul is king. Saul disobeyed God. And when Saul disobeyed God, God cut him off. Now put a pin in that. My brothers and sisters, praise Jesus. God only had patience with Saul because Samuel was the go-to man for Saul to talk to God. Now, God already told Samuel that I've cut him off. So when God cuts you off, now watch me now. Watch me. You'll find it in chapter 28 of 1 Samuel. When God cuts you off, you don't have to worry about praying. You don't have to worry about fasting because God's not going to hear you. I'm, 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 I'm going to show you proof here because there's people that believe they can conform to the world, take on the world's activities, and yet be right in the eyes of God. That's not so, my brothers and sisters. And the enemy has just played tricks with you. You can't, and, 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 and Paul brings it up, you cannot serve God and mammon at the same time or being carnal, flesh, the world. You cannot have both worlds at the same time. You're going to love one and hate the other or vice versa. Now, history shows us through the word of God, Saul's cut off. Samuel dead, Saul is cut off. Now, Saul had banned from the land of Israel all of the witch, witches, all of the sorcerers, 
and all of those that consulted with the spirits of the dead, Saul had banned all of them from the land. Okay? Now watch it. Saul's already banned all of these. Okay? The Philistine sets up camp. Saul gathers his armies together of Israel. And at that time, he saw, my brothers and sisters, that he was outnumbered. He saw that he was outnumbered. Now remember, God cut him off. So he's facing an army that is larger than he is. His go-to guy is dead now. Samuel's dead. And he's gotten rid of all, so we think, all of the sorcerers and witches that and those that would talk to familiar spirits or the dead. All right? So he asked God, what should he do? Now, 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 now watch me. Now, now watch this. This is um, 1 Samuel chapter 28 and verse 6. He asked God what he should do. He inquired of the Lord, and God did not answer him. Now remember, my brother, well, praise God. Now remember, God deals with us through dreams, through visions, huh? and God didn't answer. Now, what, what, what is it that we don't get here? Tonight, the lesson is the voice of a true prophet. Now, what don't we get? Some of us are still not getting this. When you lose favor with God and when you're doing things that is not in the will of God, one would think, or they're still thinking that, I still have the ability to go to God in prayer. But look at what the scripture says. Saul has all of these problems going on in his life. Mm -hmm. And he still, there's something in him that he still believes he can do what he wants to do and still get a prayer through that God will answer. It's not so. It's not so. Well, let's, let's see what the word says. 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 6. The Bible says that the Lord didn't answer him, nor by dreams, nor by the prophets. Then Saul said unto his servants, I want you to seek me a woman that has a familiar spirit that I might go to her. And I put a pin in that. Didn't I show you through the text that he cut off all witches? All of those that dealt with familiar spirits, those that are talked to the dead. And the conversation goes back and said, listen, there's not, there's, there's, there's no, there's no type of woman here. There is, but there is a woman that has a familiar spirit at indoor. Now that's verse seven. So this is when Saul. Now, disguise himself. Now, remember, they already know Saul's reputation. Saul has already cut, cut, cut these witches off. And so he couldn't go to this woman as the king of Israel because he's already did damage to those that of the curious arts. So he dresses up now. That's why he dresses up to go to her so she wouldn't notice who he was. All right? 
Now let's go a little further with that. When he gets there and he talks to her, he says, listen, I want you to talk with a man that has died. And he asked her, will you call up this spirit for me? Now, she responds in verse 9. Look at verse 9. Her response was, listen, are, are, are you trying to get me killed? In other words, well, what, what, what's your problem? See, my brothers and sisters, I don't care how you look at it. You become desperate when you have turned your back on God. When, 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 you, when, you, when you really think that you can keep going in the way that you're going, you feel you don't have to come to church, you feel you don't have to pray, you feel that you can just live any kind of way, do what you want to do, and then when crises arise, you can go to... Go get in, get in the prayer line. Find a revival, get into a prayer line. And want somebody to speak a word over your life. You want to hear the voice of a prophet. You want to know what God is saying about you. And my brothers and sisters, what God is saying to us today, when we are finding ourselves not in the will of God, repent. Now that's a word that... Lot would try to avoid because we really don't believe that God will punish unrighteousness. Hmm? Well, let's, let's go a little further. So she, saw, she has a conversation and said, listen here, are, are you, you really trying to get me killed? And now she's talking to Saul and let's now, she doesn't know this is Saul yet, but she's talking to Saul and let Saul, and, and, and in this conversation says, now you know Saul has outlawed all of those who consult spirits of the dead. And then she's questioning, like, are you trying to set me up? You know, put a, put a pin in that. Help me say that Satan will set you up. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. We're no match for him. But remember, I go back again. How do you know if the prophet that says that they're a prophet, how do we know that when this person is speaking in your life or to you about your life, if this is the voice of a true prophet? Let me continue. He talks to her and Saul, now look at verse 10. This is interesting. Do you have verse 10? Get verse 10. Verse 10 says, now watch this. Did it did not say that and Saul swore to her by the Lord. Do y'all see that there? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. What's wrong with this? Did we find out that Saul is cut off? Did we discover that Saul had outlawed all of the those that serve in witchcraft and voodoo and sorcery? Then we know that God cut Saul off. Now, look at this, my brothers and sisters. How can, now listen to me, how can a righteous person that said they're righteous talk to a witch about their future and then 
make a oath in the name of the Lord and make a promise in the name of the Lord. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Can, can, can we revisit this again? Saul's been cut off by God. Samuel, the go-to man, is dead. God cut him off. He's surrounded by uh, the Philistine enemy and troops to be attacked. He wants to know what to do. And he needs a word from God. But listen, ask me this question. As, as, talk, talk back to me. Ask the question. How can a saved person go to the devil and ask him about a saved person's future? Saul goes to her, and then the Bible said that Saul is making an oath in the name of the Lord and promised her and said, listen, he swears to her by the Lord saying, as the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. You know what that's saying? You won't get in trouble calling up dead people from the grave because I want to hear Samuel's voice and you won't get in trouble. Now watch me now. Didn't I just show you that that was an abomination by God? What's the point, brother pastor? See, the Bible said that men will, if they don't hear from God, they will make things right in their own eyes. And this man was bent on having a witch calling up a holy prophet of God from the grave to tell him about his future. I know there, there are a lot of questions now. I know, I know, I know they're running in your mind. Let me go a little further. When he does this, huh? Now. She agrees. She agrees. So then she said, now who do who, who, who you want me to call up? And when he said Samuel. Now, in verse 12, my brothers and sisters, is when the question comes up. Was this really Samuel? Does the devil have enough power to call up a prophet from God from the grave to get their future spoken. See, put a pin in that one. We live a life, however it is, and when churches have revivals and we call the prophets and, and in, and I think there was just one recently, a revival, but it was a, a prayer conference conference I know the evangelists that brought it because we worked together in another state in revival and the God uses her um, in the uh, office of a prophet also but we get in prayer lines and we go to these go to these events and we really want to hear from God because why whatever reason God's not talking to you you want clarity in your life. My brothers and sisters, listen here. First of all, God, we don't serve God in a way that we have to blindly live this life. We don't blindly live saved. You don't blindly do anything. The Bible is clear in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Now, Saul was cut off. My brother, you cannot do like the world does and believe that your prayer to God is going to be answered. You can't step out or get out of the ark of safety 
and then believe that you can call and ask God for direction over your life. It does not work like that. The devil's trying to set you up. Huh? And you don't get it. So the question comes up again. Is this really Samuel? Huh? Saul is saying, listen, I'm, I'm really in trouble. I'm at war. God has left me and won't reply to me. The prophets, through, a, through the prophets or dreams, so I'm going to call you. I'm calling for you to tell me what to do. I want you to put in a pen in verse 15. Would you read verse 15 again for me? And Samuel said to Saul, why has thou disquieted me to bring me up? Uh, now, there is, there is theological debates about this portion of scripture. We want to get, we won't deal with that one. But let's just look at it from this standpoint. And I'll make it real simple for you. When God calls something an abomination, He's not going to reverse it. Did y'all get that? But the scripture lets us know that there are ways that seem right unto man, but therein is destruction. There are some things that you just think is right. But God calls it this. He calls it an abomination. Let me get better with it. You think it's fine to study the horoscopes. Some of your relationships are built on astrology, but it's not built in the word of God. Huh? Studying the planets and stars is not, has, not, has nothing to do with sanctification and holiness. That's a part of witchcraft. Look at the case case here is Samuel told, now Samuel thinks, or Saul thinks this is Samuel. But we know that dealing with dead people and trying to talk to folk that have died in the grave is an abomination. Right? I proved it to you. So he's going to hold a conversation with the prophet but the problem is, how can you, since the prophet, a true prophet, is the mouthpiece of God, which we find it in Deuteronomy chapter 18. I showed you that, right? Look that 11 through that 20-something, 20 20-something verses. And the Lord said, and he talked to Moses, the people ask, well, how do we know if this is a true prophet or not? Because God said... If it's a true prophet, the thing that the prophet has prophesied is going to come to pass. Huh? Now, sometime, my brothers and sisters, the prophet will put a time on it. Huh? And so what do you do? Wait for it to come to pass. See, every person that walks or every person that speaks and says that I am a prophet or I'm speaking in the name of the prophet. You ain't got to be shooken. And it says, don't, and, and in verse, and you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 18, you find it says, don't be so shaken within yourself. Don't be fearful. If the Lord has spoken it, my brothers and my sisters, it's going to come to pass. Now, some prophets or some prophetic words that come out of the mouth of a prophet is a short term, and a lot of times they'll tell you. God has used me at times and given you a time on it, three days, five days, or whatever else, and look for it. 
And if God has said it, and I'll stand on it. If it's not, if it doesn't happen, come back and see me. And as of right now, when God has used me in that office, it has came to pass. Now, put a pin in that one. When God uses somebody, praise Jesus, in the office of a pastor, it does not mean that they are a prophet. God just used them at that time. That doesn't mean that they hold the office of the prophet. Huh? Because if you look at it, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, hmm, he gave some. Now, there is the calling of a prophet. Do, do, do you follow me? You see the calling there? That means that person has that calling of a prophet. Then, my brothers and well, praise God. Then, my brothers and sisters, there are those that walk in the office of a prophet at that time, but they don't hold that office. Okay, let me speed up here. My time is getting away from me. Now, watch this. See, don't be fooled by the enemy. The enemy will trick you. The Bible said that, listen what comes out of Saul's mouth. Saul says, listen, I got some problems in my life. I got some things going on that I need to hear from God, but God is not talking to me. Now watch me now. Since God's not talking to you, you haven't got a vision. God didn't give you a vision. God didn't give you a dream. So God's not talking to you, but you're going to call up a prophet from God and hear what a prophet says. Now watch me now. Hear what a prophet says, but you're not hearing from God. Now, the prophet is a mouthpiece of God, but you're not going to call a prophet from the dead to come back to speak to you. Let's see here. When we find there is no work in the grave, blessed are they that die in the Lord. For their works, they rest from their labor, and their works do follow them. Let me say it again. Blessed are they that die in the Lord, for they cease from labor, and their works do follow them. Now, what does that mean? Samuel, if this was Samuel, tell me, say, if this was Samuel. If this was Samuel, there was no works in the grave. The other enemy done fooled us. Saul is completely, he's out of touch. He's unorganized spiritually. And he's so desperate, huh? He is so desperate that he is just trying to grab hold on something because what is set before him is not good. Let me go back. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. They cease from their labors and their works do follow them. Now, there's no, if that was Samuel, He's working from the grave. And that would be counterproductive to God, number one. And then since talking to those that are dead is forbidden by God and it is an abomination, what man or woman thinks that they have so much power 
that they can just override what God says and have it their way anyway. It don't work like that. You can't have it your way. Huh? Are, are you following me? I got 10 minutes. Let me go. Um, I need, uh, give me Acts. Mm, 16 and 16. My brothers and sisters, tonight I'm talking about the voice of a true prophet. We are in a day and time that people are just running, 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 and you don't know if the prophet is true or not. And the scripture says again, try the spirits. By the spirits to see if they really of God or not. Do you have it? Acts 16 and 16. Let's see what it says. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us. Do you have that? Which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. And it says the same followed Paul and us and cried saying, these men are the servants of the most high God which show us the way of salvation. Can you put a pin in that one? If you notice my brother says, I'm showing you how the devil is working. He's disguising himself and he's using people, and they are all twisted up in their thinking. And do you not know that it has not changed yet? For the Bible said that day will come when men will call evil good and good evil. Some things you think is just right. But the Bible said that there are ways, there are ways that seem right. But therein is destruction. When you hear the voice of a true prophet, you have to wait on it. Because it's going to come to pass. See, when the prophet speaks, he or she that God is using, it may be on a long-term basis. So you just got to wait on it. Now, some, like in Saul's case, this was a, he wanted a right now word. Help me say right now word. He wanted a right now word. I hate to bust your bubble, but my brothers and sisters, some things and some things we're asking for, you're not going to get a right now word for. Some things you have to wait on God. Trust God. Trust the Lord. Trust God. It's going to come to pass. If God has spoken it, my brothers and sisters, it will come to pass. Now, here you have this woman that is following these preachers. This woman is following Paul and Silas. And now she's possessed. Look at verse 16. This is Acts chapter 16 and verse 16. She is possessed with the spirit of divination. She's possessed with the devil. Hmm? And being that, she followed Paul and Silas. What is she doing? She's following these and says, listen here. These men are the servants of the most high God which show us, show unto us the way of salvation. What devil proclaims the good news of God? I wish I had somebody talking back to me. See, some folk that you may be around that's full of the devil, how are they going to speak life by God? And they really, the underlining is, they're there for your destruction. Huh? Here she is, coming behind Paul and Silas, and these men come to uh, 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 get us and show us the way of salvation. And the Bible said she did this many days. Huh? Day after day, she did this. And finally, that demon within her, Paul stops, finally. Tell your neighbors, tell your neighbors a neighbor. After a while, you get tired. 
They got tired of this demon. This, this is a woman that was possessed by a demon. They got tired of her. Because listen what the scripture says, my brothers and sisters. A house divided against itself can't stand. Satan can cast out Satan. Now, Satan has people that are what we call false prophets. They're not true prophets of God. Remember the question they asked uh, in Moses' day. Moses, how do we know if the prophets are real or not? And God told Moses to tell them, when I send the prophet, anything, help me say anything. Well, praise God. Anything and everything that that prophet prophesies, it's going to come to pass. What does that mean? It's going to happen. Why? Because the prophet is the mouthpiece of God. That's why this the, the witch at, of Endor, she, it couldn't have been Samuel she called. Because remember, God is all powerful. Now what happened, God allowed a voice that was familiar to Samuel, I mean to Saul, to hear. But you can read it for yourself because my time is running out. The prophecy is, Saul, you're going to die, and your sons. Mm -hmm. This woman here that followed Paul and Silas, Paul felt her spirit and knew that what she was doing was counterproductive to what they were doing and what they were doing there. So he stops. And what does he do? He stops. He turned and talked to the demon. And with the power of Christ in him, to I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to come out of her. And the Bible said that demon came out. My brothers and sisters, we are living in a time that on our schools, in our schools, on the college campuses, R&B artists, rap artists, people are going for the dark um, satanic forces and witchcraft and sorcery. That's what they're going to. They rather believe the actions of demonic forces than to believe God. Uh, and people want to know about their life. Lord, what is my life going to be? What do you have me to do, God? Tonight, my brothers and sisters, I hope this was a blessing to you. Uh, the lesson tonight, the voice of a true prophet. And when there's a true prophet of God, you don't got to sweat it. You don't have to worry about it. It'll come to pass. Don't be fooled by the enemy. Don't be fooled by the actions of the enemy. And remember, be not conformed to this world. But you be transformed. Get your mind right. Help me say, get your mind right. By the renewing of your mind, your mind must be renewed. Think on the things of God. Seek the Lord. Get a relationship to God, with God. And God will use you. Do you not know that you really are ripe for a miracle? And the prophets are yet prophesying. There are true prophets of God that are speaking and sending a prophetic word in the time we're living in. Prophecy hasn't stopped. huh? The move of God has not decreased. It has not stopped. Well, my time is up. I pray this was a blessing to you, you that stopped by tonight, you that are here tonight in service. Tonight, the lesson was the voice of a true prophet. So may God's word is already blessed. May his word bless you because you received his word.
thank God for you coming by tonight and stopping in with us and being with us in living the word. The Lord bless you.